Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative, the show that's designed to help moderates understand the social and political madness that we are inundated with every day. It's not meant to be a podcast that dunks on the libs or the conservatives. Corey and I are not experts. We don't claim to be, and we don't want to be. In this pilot episode, Corey and I sit down to outline where we plan to go. On this show, we're going to discuss things like race, gender, conspiracy thinking, social media discourse. And we hope that you'll take this journey of growth and inclusion and empathy and understanding with us. And please email us at libservativepod at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts. Tell us some things that you'd like us to discuss. We'd love to hear your thoughts on our discussions, on our guests, and just what you would like us to discuss. And please enjoy the episode. All right, welcome to the pilot episode of Libservative. I'm Dan Griffin alongside Corey Walsh. I'm Corey. Yeah, he would, you were going to say that. See, this is, this is the first time we've done a podcast together. This is. And I he didn't know I was going to say his name for him. So this should be a very interesting adventure. And we almost said it at the same time, so we're doing great. <laughs> uh, Libservative, what is this podcast going to be about? Corey and I, uh, actually, Corey and I met because both of our sets of parents really love Jesus. Mm-hmm. They do. Now, that's not to say that <laughs> Corey and I super duper, I mean, Jesus is all right. Everybody likes, like Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is, what's the, what's the Jesus a little bit. What's the t-shirts? I'll say Jesus is my homeboy. Yeah. Something yeah. Like, Jesus is okay. He's, yeah. He seemed like a nice guy. Some of the guys that uh, claim to like him aren't so hot, but <laughs> Jesus is all right. Which is something I'm sure we'll discuss uh, throughout the duration uh, of this podcast, years and years into the future. Um, but Corey and I met actually uh, at a, a, a barbecue where our families got together and we sat down and we chatted and we realized that we are both moderate millennials that are really, really tired of the world's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, the uh, the polarized, back and forth, tit for tat, us versus them mentality that's in America with this party over country type uh, thought process is literally just, it's exhausting, I guess is the word I could use. I mean, I don't know what different type of word, I guess that would be better than that. It's just over and over, just, and it's like, we've talked before about the word uh, hypocrite to where it's almost like lost its luster because of the fact that everyone calls each other a hypocrite because just example after example. And I think that's kind of the problem. Like, I think if people are just getting sick and tired of the squeaky wheels, getting the grease, and we know that there's way more of us. I don't want to use the term silent majority because the last guy kind of tainted that. Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt, yeah. But, you know, the moderates in our country, it's the biggest group of people and they're the most neglected because they're kind of just... I think afraid to speak out because, you know, it's like walking on eggshells. It doesn't matter what you say, you're going to piss off someone on the left or someone on the right. And uh, we're here to help, I guess. And sometimes both. And sometimes both. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time. And that's where I feel like uh, people like us, Corey, where I would consider us uh, not older millennials, but like right in the middle. Like we're not the youngest millennials, but we're also not the oldest millennials. And I feel like our generation is stuck in this vacuum between the war between boomers and gen z and we're just kind of ourselves and sort of maybe the younger gen xers we're the mediators yeah and (laughs) and and i feel like a lot of us are too uh 
too afraid to to say anything because we're going to get chastised by by one of these other two people or one of these other two uh groups of people so where what i would characterize this podcast as if i'm going to put it in one sentence here in the pilot would be a show that is for moderate millennials that are confused by and fearful of political discourse and polarization and want to do their part to improve it. Because I think we all have our opinions. Some of us are center left. Some of us are center right. And I feel like a lot of us are afraid to say that we are those things because it's if, well, then that means you're not with us. So that means you're against us. You're either a a, a, a Marxist snowflake or, you know, you're you're a white supremacist and a Nazi, one or the other. Uh, if, if you just happen to have thoughts it yeah. seems like and that's and that's why we're uh we're trying to do it like in the podcast format you know people they want to hear substance they want to actually hear people talk about these things like everything right now is being painted in three minute segments on mainstream media or a 120 character tweet so there's a vast amount of more information more opinions more evidence that get compiled into each one of these like sensationalized topics whether it's like uh, system systematic racism systematic injustices uh the wage gap um let's talk about like like uh transphobia let's talk about you know gun rights let's talk about you know like all the different things all the different social aspects that are all so compartmentalized in our country you know and then everyone just does it in a quick text in a quick in a uh, quick a quick tweet and tries to like have this quick little swipe statement that gotcha. tries to yeah that just paints this whole people like as a monolithic group when like there's way way it's like the dunning kruger effect i think that's what it's called when like at the end of it it's like trust me it's complicated and we're not anywhere near geniuses we're just trying to navigate this with everyone else so i'm hoping that like we all learn and grow together and it, that we all question everything like not so much just question the narrative like we're like in a punk band like you know question authority but there's way more to all of these subjects than a quick 120 character tweet by some random person on Twitter with a little blue check mark next to their name. It's way more than someone explaining like the whole <laughs> the border crisis in a 3-minute segment on mainstream media when there's there's way more things to talk about like what what causes that? What what causes the destabilization in those countries? Is it our war on drugs? You know, people don't talk about things like that. It's just, oh, you just got to build a wall because everyone just wants it simple. You just got to build a wall or you got to let them all in. Yep. yep. One or the other. Yep. yep. And if you're in the Se- middle, secure you're borders. against everyone. Secure borders. Are yep. you a Nazi? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's so it's it's uh, everything is so crazy and polarized right now. We laugh and we're going to have fun. And we obviously want your feedback uh, as listeners. Uh, on anything that we have to talk about, because what what Corey and I are going to do on this show is we're going to give our opinions for sure, but we don't want to come off as if we think that we're some sort of like grand authority on anything. We're not Rachel Maddow trying to tell you what to cry about, or Sean Hannity telling you what to be mad about. Exactly. Yeah, our our opinion isn't the end all be all. We're here to learn with you. I, we're kind of almost like I don't want to say I'm a martyr. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to put myself on that pedestal and say that we're here to take the bullets, but we kind of want to, uh, like, just really look, dive deep into all of these things. Like, what really is okay? Because right now, like, the country is like the moral compass in our country is getting recalibrated. There's a there's a social justice reshuffle, 
and we got to figure out where these chips are going to lie. We're our our generation is going to be getting handed up. The, we're right now we're in the middle in the midst of getting handed the baton of taking the wheel, and the generation before us really really kind of fucked it up. So so sorry to any boomers out there yeah, listening, but yeah, I, don't uh, know, I don't know if the demographic of boomers is going to like this one. But yeah, <laughs> great system, and then just gutted it from the bottom. <laughs> no, so we're and then so yeah so like you were saying it's uh so right now it is it's the young and the old and we're kind of just stuck in the middle and so i guess let's try to really figure out what uh what this all is and how we're supposed to react to it and like what's an overreaction what's an underreaction and so basically the premise of the show is like like we said we're going to try to navigate through all of these different topics and we're going to try to do it in a method similar to like the scientific method where we're going to try to like Talk to people from both sides, have people like the experts, I guess you would call them because we're sure as shit, not experts, but I don't want to claim to be an expert because I don't want to be that point where when someone asks, when someone questions something, I don't want to be the one that says, trust me, I'm an expert. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to constantly, I don't, I want to, I don't, I don't want to get comfortable and plateau and I'm hoping that our listeners are the same way. I hope that we catch ours, us changing our own opinions on the air because that's, that's okay. And I think one of the things that is, is has been kind of lost with the the social media and and corporate media age is like I don't know if you feel this way Corey and and hopefully many of our listeners do but are afraid to say it like I actually kind of think being wrong sometimes is kind of fun right because when you're wrong about something what does that do it gives you the opportunity to learn something new gives it gives you an opportunity to learn a different frame of reference uh and that is what this podcast is about. It's not about owning the libs. You know, it's not about, you know, calling every conservative a white supremacist. If those are the, if, if that's what you're doing on social media, this probably isn't the show for you. Yeah. We're going to piss you off, but honestly, <laughs> hopefully it's a, uh, it's, if you do stick around for, because of something like that, yell at us all you want. Like, actually give us the clout. I'd like to get some rage on social media, get us some, some free, uh, yeah. Some I free. mean, I expect to be called a, a, a Marxist Bernie bro one day and a white supremacist the next day yep. based on the types of conversations we're going to be having on this show, folks. This, yep. These are going to be difficult topics. Yeah. And it's not. And that's and, by design. And it is. And they're difficult topics, exactly like you said, by design. And we're not going to just tread some light water and just try to all of a sudden jump on one side or the other for a quick, you know, gaslighting, virtue signaling type parade down the street that we're the most woke people in the street so to just have a yes or no opinion on them is almost like a scapegoat like it just it makes it easy because i think people like to compartmentalize things Mm -hmm. and because they just there's one last thing that they have to think about throughout the day in a a world like ours where uh you know you got to wake up at nine you got to get into the rat race you got to get to work you got to get home you got to pick up the kids People like to compartmentalize ideas, so then it's, it's one less thing they have to worry about. It's like, oh, well, okay, so now I know that that's what I feel about that, and that's it. One less thing I got to worry about today. Let me go pick up the kids. And so when people are decom- or people are compartmentalizing these things, we want to go into each one of these scenarios and actually open it back up and really dive deep because it's not that simple. Yeah, it's like going. It's like either going to a. If say you're a liberal and you like Speedway, or you're a conservative and you like Seven Eleven, it's just going to that various convenience store and buying, picking up your opinion, checking out, and walking out for the day. Yeah, that is a lot. I think that's a lot of what we see 
because somebody tunes into CNN for 25 minutes and they've been given their opinion for that day. Somebody yeah. tunes into Fox News for 25 minutes and they've been given their opinion for that day. Yep. And they compound upon each it's other. forced. And we're here throat. to break that down. That's what we're here for. Uh, I would like to say that we're here for the moderate political and intellectual mind. Yeah, people that are free thinkers, people that like to like look at an idea and go, oh, wait, well, hold on. Because like right now, like perfect example, right now it's April 10th, 2021. The vaccines are rolling out. I'm 100% for the vaccines. But everyone's so backed into corners that like, you know, like there are side effects that people are having. And it's something that people should still say. Like right now, AstraZeneca and BBC, now they're saying that, oh, it could cause blood clots. And it's like, that's not being reported because now like it's gotten so politicized it doesn't fit the either, narrative yeah it's either you're you're for vaccines or you're an anti-masker tinfoil hat guy so like if someone even goes well wait a minute astrazeneca is giving you bloodshot or blood clots and everyone just starts screams and shuts you down oh yeah because so, it doesn't fit the narrative because it doesn't fit the narrative so like let's ask those questions let's Let's break the narrative. And that's a really tame one that you just brought up, Corey. Yeah, yeah, that's a tame one. I'm, yeah, we're, it's our first episode. You know, we're, we're, oh, I, I peaked right there. We're, uh, we're, we're 12 minutes in. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm you don't want to, you don't want to go too far. Crack, crack, uh, cracking the eggs lightly here. And honestly, the fact that we're both white guys is probably going to give us some shit at some oh, point yeah. down the line. I'm just, ready yeah, for all that. Two more, two more middle aged white male. <laughs> middle aged. <laughs> wow. What is, well, I don't know. What's middle aged? I mean, we're in, there, we're in our early 30s here, Corey. I, don't, yeah, I wouldn't consider myself middle-aged. I, I feel middle-aged. By uh, any I stretch. I did just have surgery on my shoulder, so I do feel a little middle-aged. It's an opinion. <laughs> feel we're little, here for opinions. I feel a little ripe. <laughs> <laughs> we're here for those that have opinions and thoughts on issues that may be rational and thoughtful, like on the surface, in a vacuum but considered taboo and bigoted or Marxist or uh, socialist outside of a curated echo chamber. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 We're, uh, we're really trying to just break out of like our little social bubbles, like, like to where, uh, where we're, uh, trying to break out of those social bubbles to like, we're not in an echo chamber of like the same type of like thought of like the same type of, uh, opinions being shoved down your throat by the same people over and over and over again. Yeah, like I've been shopping at Speedway for four straight years. Right. I'm going to go to 7-Eleven now and see what they're saying over there. Maybe what they say is shitty and I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with it, but right. I'm at least going to listen to what they have to say. Yeah, you don't know that Whataburger is going to have the best burger unless you try it. Could be a <laughs> shit burger. I've never had Whataburger. I've never had Whataburger either. Neither. either. have to have it on the show here. <laughs> but mostly what we're here to do is build a community for free-thinking moderates that are looking to uh, have an open discussion about the tough topics uh, that we're essentially force-fed narratives about on a daily basis from friends, from family, from social media, from mainstream media, you know, and then expected to take those opinions and just comply with them instead of asking quite instead of asking questions like being an intellectual now people yeah. hear that word and they think well that means you think you're smart doesn't it no it means just the opposite yeah when you're an intellectual it means you are constantly trying to learn new things constantly trying to pick up new information and the motto of an intellectual is question everything right most times now 
When, now, now, now that's another one, right? Just the, just the phrase "question everything" has been like so thrown into the QAnon yeah, just, subjective, they're, they're just right? Just going to call you a Q <laughs> Just like, like everything's just with social media. Everything's just been turned into a buzzword. Like it has no meaning anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's all uh, all sensationalized. It's all hot, hot. Yeah, it's all like you said, buzzwords. It's all about marketing. It's and all about shutting the other hashtags. side down. If if I say that you're using uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for, um, like what aboutism? Yeah, what aboutisms? What aboutism is is a word that's just thrown to 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 just shut down a narrative that doesn't agree with my narrative. If I just say, well, you're just you're, or or both sidesism, you're playing both sidesism. So yeah. I I can't take you seriously because you haven't selected a side yet. This isn't the Super Bowl. This right. is America. This isn't like I'm I, it's it, the, the Falcons versus the I'm not going to say the Lions. We live in Detroit. Uh, <laughs> the the Falcons versus the uh, uh I don't know, the Chargers in the Super Bowl. This is this is American politics. This is our lives. This is this is the way we interact socially. There's got to be we these things have to be talked about. I guess is what I'm trying to say. There it's has to a, be political balance. There has to be political balance. Like it's everything is a piece of a puzzle, and there's a piece of puzzle that fits everywhere. And right now, the way everything is, either like the way it's getting simplified to it's this or that. It's a disservice to our own to the, our own Americans. You know, I'll, I'll not, give you a great example, Corey. I'll give you a great example. Certain people talk about Donald Trump. As if he was uh, going to be an autocrat, okay? And I think that you look at Donald Trump and certain things that he says and certain tropes that he plays and certain chess pieces that he moves, you could make the argument that that is the direction that he was heading, correct? Right. Um, So now this gentleman asked somebody who was a heavy, heavy Trump supporter, would you rather have an autocrat like Trump or continue having a democracy and have Hillary Clinton be your president. And she actually answered the question, I'm not sure. That's a big deal. That is a big deal. Those are the people we want. Because if it were <laughs> flipped around, show, yeah. if it were flipped around, I'm somebody who has traditionally voted Democrat. If it were flipped around and somebody had said to me, would you rather have a Hillary Clinton presidency, which... By the way, I wasn't a huge fan of either, but that's another story for another day. But let's just say I was a huge Hillary fan, right? Right. Let's just, for this for this section of the show, Ugh. I was a huge Hillary fan. Uh, please don't, please don't pull that out and throw it online somewhere. Just don't, don't edit that section out where I said I'm a huge Hillary fan. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say soundbite. Uh, so, pretending I'm a huge Hillary fan, if somebody came to me, you know what? I'll, I'll make it even better. I, I actually am a, a huge, and you are as well, a huge fan of Tulsi Gabbard, right? Yeah. So let's 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 move over to an alternate universe where Tulsi Gabbard is president, but a lot of people fucking hate her. And somebody came to me and said, "Would you rather have a Tulsi Gabbard autocracy or a Donald Trump presidency?" But you could guarantee uh, democracy our democracy survived. sticks around. I would I would take Donald Trump a hundred a hundred yeah. times out of a hundred. Yeah, I would too. Because. The the autocracy is great when it's the person that you like. Yep. What happens when the next autocrat takes over? What if it's the incompetent son? What if it's somebody who overthrows that autocrat? Yeah, if you like an autocrat, then you better hope that that's the last autocrat you'll ever have. Yeah. Yeah, you better hope you die before yeah. that autocrat does. I don't know where I was going. That was just a little tangent. 
Yeah, but that's okay. That's, that's exactly how that's going to be the basically the show. We're going to be uh, just talking about just, I guess, just ideas. Like we're bringing back the ideas. Let's make ideas sexy again. You know what I mean? Like let's let's actually like have make thinking sexy again. Yeah, let's make thinking sexy again. What was uh, uh, Andrew Yang? His his his. He had the re- they had red hats. Do you remember how, when he marketed that? He had red hats just like the Trump supporters. But yeah, he said math, <laughs> and it was make America think again. And like, I actually, I met a few of their, uh, his supporters, like his campaign, like, uh, volunteers and stuff when I was at down in Detroit, when I was volunteering for Tulsi's campaign. And, uh, they were some of the, like them, they were some of the coolest, uh, people as well. You know, like I might be a little biased. I think Tulsi's crew is pretty cool. They got that Hawaiian vibe, you know, we're all wearing Hawaiian shirts and stuff. Aloha, motherfucker. Aloha, mahalo. (laughs) Uh, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, but Andrew Yang's crew was really cool. We met some of uh, Kamala Harris's crew. They were, they were okay. <laughs> <laughs> Careful. Yeah, I don't want to talk trash. <laughs> um, but yeah, we it was funny. We actually got uh, interviewed by uh, Breitbart. Wow. <laughs> Breitbart came up and talked to us. I yeah. wish it was Milo. Right. Yeah, it wasn't Milo. It wasn't Milo. <laughs> He's been gone forever. It was, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name, but it was one of their writers. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a lot of fun doing that. But, How um, could you talk to them, Corey Walsh? Oh, I know. How could you talk to Breitbart? I know. I'm the worst. You're a yeah, white see, supremacist. Like, yeah. And so, yeah. So we've contorted ourselves into it because, so going back to the, us talking about it being us versus them, the reason why it's gotten so, why we think it's really toxic in our country to where we need to have conversations like me and you are having to where they're going to be uncomfortable conversations. We're not doing this and just keeping it tread lightly and being like oh what's your favorite color yeah no like like we said we're gonna be talking about some heavy stuff but we're coming at it from an honest uh curious position where we want to like see the inner like the inner workings i guess like we want to figure out like why it's like this why we are all preconceived to have certain thoughts about things like this and why and or and how uh we can actually like solve these issues because like we were saying earlier, like the culture war right now, like the social, re- the social restructuring of the moral compass that we're having right now in our country, it's going to change whether we like it or not. And so it's about figuring out where exactly we want those cars to lay. And so honest, long form conversations like we're going to have on our show, I think are going to help people at least at the very least keep themselves from banging their heads against the wall. I mean, they still might walk away from the show with just as many questions as they had uh, before they started, but hopefully they're different questions. But you know what, Corey? That's good. That I'd rather good. them be walking away with questions than thinking they know everything about to such they, and such topic. To where they hit a plateau. Because yes. that's what it is. Like, yeah, everyone right now is like, they're just backing themselves into these corners. And so everyone's so emotionally attached to things that like, you can't. Like, you can't change your opinion, you know? Like, for example, like, we want to we wanna catch us, like, growing on the show, and we hope that other people do the same thing with, as us. Like, for example, I'll, I'll use myself for an example. What got me into politics was, and I worked with this guy. He uh, He's super Democrat. He's an older guy. He, uh, me and a bunch of friends, we all work together. And he kept telling it like all the time, like, you guys going to go and vote? You know, are you guys going to go? And, uh, here's and, like, he would, he would come out and give us papers. They would show us where our polling locations were and stuff. And he'd always be forcing politics down our throats. So at first we were young. So we were like, oh, this is dumb, you know? 
And then he started talking like more and more. And then 2016 was coming up and it was the election. And even though he, he might even, he'll, he'll, if he, he'll, he might listen to this and he'll probably deny this when I say it, but he's definitely an establishment Democrat. Sure. And I'm not talking trash about him. He's a great guy. I really like him. Uh, but he actually did introduce Bernie Sanders to me and my coworkers. And so Bernie Sanders, you know, like I'm not into politics. And then all of a sudden, this guy shows up, crazy hair. He's like 90 years old. He looks like a grandpa. He's got these oversized suits. He looks like the... Still uh, never sits down, running through the airport. Right. And he, <laughs> he's just running. And he has this crazy Boston accent. And he's like, nobody working 40 hours a week should have to accept money from the government. And it's like, yeah, you know, he's right. And he's like, <laughs> corporations should pay their fair, ta- fair share of taxes when they pay less than the people making 30 grand. It's wrong. And it's With like his little penguin wings damn. out. And it's like, dude, he's spitting. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, damn, like, this guy knows what he's like. Damn, you know? And then Nas, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> right. But then <laughs> as time went on, my opinions of him definitely changed after seeing what the Democrats did to him the first time. And then the second time. And then like, he starts to say things and then like, it's like, it's okay to step away. You can say you like someone and then turn around and then realize, Oh, well maybe they weren't what they were. And like, that's growth. That's growth to be able to like change your opinion. Like, like I am on my Facebook, you know, like I, I post a lot of stuff and some of my stuff from four years ago will pop up. And I look back at what I was saying then, and after learning more about the, the that like topic, like whether it's like history, more context, more data being added to it since then, you know the way things have changed, the ebb and flows of different things. And uh, I look back at some of the things I say, and I'm like, I want to reach to the screen and slap the shit out of myself, dude. I I couldn't possibly agree more. I look at some of like the. The memories on on especially particularly on Facebook because that's really the only one that does it um, of some things I said back in like 2010. Oh, those are the good days. Yeah, that was like before everyone was in politics. Yeah, I'm like I'm like 22 years old. I'm an idiot. That's I'm when still no one knew an, what to do. I'm still an idiot. It was just like the, they were they were posts like Obama's president. Everything's great. You know, <laughs> or just lunch is good. <laughs> it was just dumb, dumb. But even when it was, even when it was something political, it's just like, oh my god, you're an idiot. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, just... and like this, will, this will get me canceled right and away. Like, hold on, before you go on, that's one of the things that really upsets me about the way people are treated for their opinions on social media because people yeah. they like go back and dig up a tweet from when the, when somebody was 15 years old, yeah. and goes. Well, that person's horrible. Look what they said twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just as use if people myself. never grow. Yeah. They never get better. I was There's no way to use... stop being racist, right? Yeah, I know. I was actually going to use myself as an example. Um, you know, like because some people they like I was like when I was saying earlier about compartmentalizing things. Some people just don't know. They get it. They form an opinion on something, put it away, and don't combat that opinion and don't try to learn anything else from it. Like when the Baltimore riots happened. When I didn't know shit, you know, I didn't, I'm young. I was drinking all the time, going to the bars. I didn't know shit about like social injustices, you know, like I knew people were racist. I didn't know things like redlining. I didn't know things like gerrymandering. I didn't know things like uh, the stop and searches. The Baltimore riots happened and I shared a picture of like, so I've shared a picture of SpongeBob and Patrick 
when remember the the episode when the, the, there's the the butterfly the butterfly gets out you know, and they're chasing all over like they think it's a monster and it's chasing them to the city yeah and it's in the bubble and they destroy the whole city <laughs> and then spongebob goes we did it patrick we saved the city and so my ignorant ass then shared that going to look it's baltimore yeah like without even having any context of like what actually happened or anything like that and from then until now i'm like i went to i wasn't i was in like i'm not just saying this just to toot my own horn i'm just using myself as an example like i was at the marches i was in detroit i was in the i was in the rallies and the marches i was in sterling heights in the rallies and the marches now i know that black people are definitely like i don't like yeah like like social injustice like they've just been treated like shit you know like redlining uh, like i was saying gerrymandering like they still those things still happen uh stop and like illegal stop and frisk and it's things that i didn't know then but i know now and i'm it's things that like other people that like I, people like you don't want, like you said like the ghost like like a ghost tweet from eight years ago all of a sudden someone said something like a quick thing that they didn't realize and then that's it like that's it that that's that person yeah, if forever. somebody had found that baltimore post of your like say you were somebody famous yeah and somebody had found that yeah oh god it would have been the end of your career yeah if you were if you were like a famous still actor or something still it might still be might, yeah, <laughs> still absolutely might be. It, it it still might be and and, and like, like when i saw it i was like ugh, you know like i like a buddy of mine who like who's now the same way as me i'm not gonna name him i'm not gonna martyr him like i just minded myself <laughs> <laughs> but like he covered on it too and like i saw it and like like i felt repulsed i was like ugh, like what the fuck you know like i i, I who is this person it. i screenshot and shared it to my friend and i was like we were fucking dumb dude you know and he's like holy shit and then after that i clicked delete and tried to scrub my facebook of that shit uh but it's like, so there's, if that was me and now to where I feel like I'm at this point where it's like, I could sit there and just name off all these different things that have happened in our country that have been designed intentionally to hold minorities down. In America, you could, it's labeled white privilege. It's, it's labeled this hot button thing. But in any country, like the majority like group of any country is going to have the advantage yeah, and and that's kind of one of the things we're going to talk about on this show at some point. I'm sure we'll do a season on that. Is is the difference between actual racism and perceived racism? Yep. And um, real quick, though, just just yeah, so I can yeah. circle back because I still feel like I do have to beat a dead horse to explain how much I've grown since the last <laughs> time. I have at it. <laughs> and so I guess I guess what I was saying is like I want I want to make it uh, on the show clear that it's okay to be dumb and learn and grow and be examples ourselves of that growing and learning and becoming uh, a more informed citizen of the world. Was it like Mark Twain? He says the thing about traveling. He goes, if like uh, the, the way to murder prejudice is just more experiences or something like that. And uh, I want it to be where people, when they, I want, I guess I, I guess we want to make people to go, Oh yeah, it's okay to, it's okay to be wrong and learn. Yeah. I, I would even go as far as to say like, and I don't know, this might be easy for me to say because, you know, I'm a straight white male, uh, but I think it's even okay to have prejudices and learn about them, learn from them, learn from yourself 
and recognize that you have them and grow and build and lose those things. Um, there's obviously a school of thought out there that suggests that if you are prejudiced or even racist, which is a form of prejudice, uh, you are forever prejudiced and you are forever racist. I believe that that is utter bullshit. I think so, too. I think, yeah, because like a lot of it, it some, some of it has to do with ignorance. Like I said a second ago, like I was never racist. I had friends, you know, like I hung out with people regardless of color back then. You know, I'd be hanging out with people. I'd be down in the city. But you had biases. But I had a bias. Of course. Exactly. Because I didn't know. I didn't know that. Uh, who was it? Was it Freddie Gray? In Baltimore, yeah, Freddie Gray. Yeah, yeah. So who was it? Was uh, it was Freddie Gray that was killed? And like, when you don't know the history of this shit, which, which we like, I guess was another drive point, drive the point home of the show. It's it's us trying to like seek this shit out to learn it. So we just have an informed opinion. But like, when you don't know all the other names and you only just see it's just a black guy that got killed, like why are they rioting? I don't get it. And it's like, I think it's okay for people to have that thought process because people compartmentalize things and they live in their little bubbles. And it's, it's, well, the issue is when it's, I guess there's like a, uh, it's like, like a before, during, and after type thing. And like the issue, I guess when you have, like when people try to say, well, yeah, but like, you know, a racist is a racist, that's wrong. I guess it's the issue is when you know better. If you don't know better, then we're hoping that like help people. I guess know better. Yeah, I I I think that's a perfect way to put it. Like, um, you know, when you said, for example, in Baltimore with with Freddie Gray's, what I will call a murder. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Uh. When you should have just wh- obeyed the law. Right. 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 Wait. When, like, when somebody in 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 the white suburbs goes, well, I don't understand. Why would they? Why would they just destroy their city? Because a, because a black man was killed, dude. It is okay to ask that question, yeah. Because you don't understand. But instead of passing judgment on the African American community because for burning could... down their city, go out and figure out why. Because yeah, because even if it's coming from a place of like disgust or apprehension or you know or like cynicism, where this person says that it's because they truly don't know. They can't even wrap their mind around it. And so why can't they wrap their mind around it? So you got to add like. So we want to like ask those questions and try to answer those types of things because like, oh, well, it's because like you can start naming off names like Emmett Till, real Freddie Gray, uh, Trayvon Martin. You know, you could keep going even now more recently, George Floyd, uh, Michael Brown. Taylor, Michael Brown. You know, you could keep going and going and going, you know, um, the, the L.A. riots, his name. Uh, oh, well, I can't think of his name. Back in the day, talking about Rodney King. Yeah, Rodney King, you know, and uh there's the the court case Graham versus Connor, which actually leads to a lot of these things that have happened, which are things that we'll be talking about in the show. Like, yeah, and honestly, court Corey, cases and stuff. I'll give you another perspective because I think this is I'm not going to say equally as gross, but it, it to me, and again, this is my opinion. We're not here to tell people how to think, but I think this is gross too. The white suburbanite, white person who racist. no 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 who who sits in his house. And tweets about how racist America is from the comfort of his little suburban safe white neighborhood. And he's not down there. And actually. he's not down there. He's a, he's all he's doing is I, I'm an ally. Don't yeah. come after me. I'm yeah, an he's, ally. He's not You're at just the as march. gross. Yeah, he's not at the march. Yeah. 
In Dude. my opinion, you're just as gross okay. if you do that shit. I saw this. Do you ever see the video? I'll have to, we'll have to pull it up. And like, so videos like this eventually, I'd also like to like share like on our website and stuff like that. And like, so we can have a reference. But like, oh yeah. So there's this video. It was during one of the, during one of the marches when it was getting heated. You know, like when Trump was like, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And people were like, oh yeah. And people were basically like, bring it on. You know, there's this video of these two, like, four or five white kids and they're like in this like super nice apartment in this downtown area and they're like three floors up and then there's the protests walking by like and stuff and there's these guys with this video camera they're inside their apartment and music's playing in there and they're drinking and, and playing beer pong and minding their own business and the uh the, the the riots going by and they they're they're pounding on the window and they're going yeah and they're putting their fist up and then a fucking rock goes through the window and they're like, no, we're with you. We're with you. And it's like, are you? Yeah. You're inside your comfy house. Yeah, you're inside your comfy house. Yeah. You know, like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi, uh, um, kneeling with the African color garb scarves uh, in the comfort of the Senate. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about pandering, right? Like, yeah. Give me a break. And that's those are the kinds of discussions we're going to have. Like then, we're, we're upset oh, about example, things like. And then it goes because it's so sorry to cut you off, go ahead. but because it's so polarized, and like we talk about, like that's this is the type of stuff, the thread in the fabric that we're trying to tear apart. Because meanwhile, what Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi are over there doing that, a guy like Rand Paul, is trying to pass legislation to end qualified immunity. So tell me who was really trying to do the real the right thing and really try to get to the nit the nitty-gritty and the very, very fabric of the policy that creates these issues with our police. The guy who's trying to get rid of uh, qualified immunity, which is a law that protects cops whenever they do something really fucked up. Or Chuck and Nancy, who are just taking a knee, wearing African stuff. Like, oh man, there we go, that's it. The racism is over. Yeah, stuff Stuff you're not going to see on CNN or even Fox News. Right, because I would then, I would be willing to bet when that happened, and and forgive me if I'm wrong, I wasn't watching at the time, but I I would be willing to admit that CNN was lauding them for this. Oh, I'm sure. And Fox News was spitting out some narrative about how Probably they're something similar to what social I just justice said about warriors. Pandering. Yeah, yeah, pandering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Both can be true. Yep. You can pander. Like pandering happens. It really does. You know, like uh, like for example, you want to see pandering? The city of Sterling Heights. <laughs> I really like our mayor. We have a really, really good mayor. I, I really like him. I like a lot of our city councilmen. They uh, they came out for the for the protest we had in Sterling Heights, and there was like five thousand people, and the mayor was out there walking with everyone. It was great, and everything was happy and friendly. But then at the end, when most of the people left, there was about two hundred of us left, and we were walking, and there was the police. They were lined up, and like the protest like stopped at the police. And there wasn't anything crazy. Everyone was just kind of yelling at the police. And they were standing there like you see in all the other protests. People try to paint that as a riot, but there was no goddamn riot. We were standing there and we were like six feet away from the cops holding our signs going like, just do your job. <laughs> and uh, but, you know, if people would just work 5000 people walking up and down, you know, the, the street for the protest. But then when there was that last 200, as soon as they pressed on the police at all, we were boxed in. Paddy Wagon showed up and it's mm. like. So like they were putting on a show with the mayor was there, you know, <laughs> but then, but then I give it credit. Our sheriff showed up and he, he, like he walked it, he walked up, he wasn't even dressed in his uniform. You could tell he probably was called real quick. Like, Hey, yo, uh, something happening. Yeah. Cause he showed up and he just started pointing and then all of a sudden the paddy wagons disappeared. Like, he's like, I'm not going to fucking have this shit in the middle of hall road. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, 
but get uh, out of here. But yeah, so like another example, like what I was saying. So like as soon as like everyone there was like, oh, you know, we're here. Like a bunch of people were sitting on the side, not even marching. They were just passing out water, you know, and like uh, and I. I I brought water and with stuff with me and I had a wagon and I was just passing it out and stuff, but like holding signs, like we're with you. And it's, yeah. So like, we gotta, we gotta cut to the bullshit, you know? Yeah. We're going to call out the panderers. We're going to call out the left and the right. Yeah. And, and more importantly, we're going to talk to people that know more than we do. Yeah. And we're going to get opinions from people that we disagree with. And most importantly, we want to build a community of free thinkers. And here's the thing, folks. We want you to disagree with us. What's what we want? We, what we're not going to deal with is we're not going to deal with, you know, the the shutdown, you know, gotcha buzzword bullshit. Yeah. We will have yeah. a discussion with you. Yeah. Um, and you can actually email us uh, at uh, libservativepod at gmail.com. For anything you want to talk about. I and mean, we've got some ideas for seasons that are going to be coming up. Some people that we're going to talk to. And, and we want to talk to you as well. And and we want to learn along with you. Corey and I are not exactly. experts. The more perspectives that we we like we have and the more perspectives that we hear, the better we can form an opinion on things. And I feel like that's not just true for us, for our show, but that's true for everybody. And so... We would definitely love the input from everybody, like to have their different uh, opinions and stuff on different topics that we discuss and things like that. And we might not agree with you, but we're not going to, if we read your stuff in line, we're not just going to call you an idiot. We're going to, right. And we expect the same from you. And if you do call us an idiot or you do call us racists or Marxists or. I'll probably still read it. Yeah, well, well, we're going to read it. It's going to be funny. Don't worry. So if you want to say those things, (laughs) we will read it, but uh, we're probably not going to engage with you. We'll be yelling back, smooth brain. <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to call my our fans uh, names. Yeah. I mean, what, what we're not going to do is, you know, we're not going to tell you that you should be pissed because a plastic potato no longer has an imaginary dick. Yep. You know, we're not going to tell you that uh, you need to cry, as Rachel Maddow might say, or, or Sean Hannity might say about the potato, uh, that, uh, you know, you need to cry because, uh, you know, a Christian-owned bakery refused to bake a cake for a gay couple when that gay couple could very easily just take their business elsewhere that I'm sure would be happy to accept it. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, China continues to take over the world and kick our ass. So uh, let's let's get to yeah. the... <laughs> yeah, China doesn't care about plastic dicks on potatoes. No, they do not. That never existed in the first place. They care about building hospitals in under a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll, so we'll give you our opinions. We're going to talk to folks. We're we're lining up some seasons right now um, because we want to just we don't want to just take a topic and and cram it into an hour episode. Right. We want to make it last and really really dive deep into it. Um, I'll give you an example right now. One of the seasons that we're talking about doing this might even be season one um, is going to be. Understanding America's social civil war, which is basically how we talk to each other on social media. Yep. The, the stuff that we say to each other on social media, we would go out and see the same person on the street and say, hey, how are you? How's your exactly. day? Cute dog. Yeah, it creates a shield. <laughs> it's The other example you could use for that is uh, people driving in a car. When you're in a car, it's like a shield. Yeah, you're an asshole. Yeah, you're an asshole. You're flipping people off, but like if you're in a grocery store and you... Someone cuts you off or Oop, bumps sorry. into you. We're oh, mid- sorry. We're Midwestern yeah. guys. Oops, sorry. Oops, sorry about that. Sorry, bud. <laughs> sorry, bud. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 all a game, but no one admits it. And I think that maybe if they did, it'd be a little bit better. 
It's almost like it's like yeah. a persona. My, you know? my, my opening opinion about that topic, understanding uh, America's social civil war, is I think it's a lot of window dressing. I really don't think that's how people are, you know, no. because I still, now we're addicted to our phones and, and, and hopefully we can find a way to curtail that. Uh, but every, I, I think we're starting to understand it, that we are addicted to our phones. And my phone tells me that I've, that I'm addicted to my phone sometimes. Oh so. yeah. Yeah. The whole, uh, this is how many hours you spent yeah, on. Yeah. When I, time. when I mess, yeah. Like when, fe- like at last February, well, the last two months, like when I fucked my shoulder up and, uh. I was getting a lot of. Uh, yeah, you only had one arm, yeah, so you could. Yeah, I was getting a lot of. Uh, you can watch porn and beat off at the same time, there, Corey. Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, it was like <laughs> your uh, your phone usage is up ninety percent this week. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, you should try to take a break. <laughs> uh, so our season structure is going to be something like episode one will be something like this. What you're he- hearing here in the pilot, where Corey and I just get on. You know, we, we talk about the topic at hand, give our opinions on how we think about the topic at hand as they sit before we talk to people. And we'll call for your feedback. What, how do you feel about this topic as we move throughout the season? And then episodes, I would say two through four, depending on how many we can get. How in depth we want to get with the topic. and Would be guest interviews. Yep. You know, let's talk to experts. Let's talk to, you know, behavioral therapists or whatever, you know, whatever would fit the mold for the particular topic. And then the final episode would be our conclusion where Corey and I get back on. We go over some of the feedback that we got from you, our listeners, um, and, and just kind of talked about how we've learned and how we've grown and hopefully how you've grown as well. Uh, what you've learned from the experts from us, you know, and then what we've maybe even learned from you. Um, this, this is, this is a community folks. That's what we're trying to build here. Um, don't sit here and look at Corey and I as if we are, you know, experts on anything. Yeah. I don't claim to be an expert in anything. Consider us moderators in this journey, uh, that we're going to, that we're going to take you through. And he and I will get opinionated at times, but it doesn't mean we think we know everything. Right. And just because that's my opinion right now. Uh, doesn't mean it's in stone. Like I'm hoping people prove it wrong. I want I want to be proved wrong. Like we because we were talking a little bit ago. Like that's growth. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's growth. You know it's uh, you need like when you get an idea and like if you hang on to it and like in your face with new facts or no what who like who is it who says it? he goes uh, my opinions change when the facts change. Pray tell what do you do? And I forget who says it, but like when you hear that, it's like damn. You know, and like that's how it should be, and like yeah, but then you get then you dive into the idea now that you know everybody kind of has their own facts. Oh my god! So, <laughs> so it's like well, it's hashtag facts, narratives, hashtag you know? facts, yeah, hashtag yeah. facts, fake yeah, yeah. news, half fake news. Um, so, I mean, if you're this far into this pilot episode, obviously, hopefully that means you've enjoyed it. Uh, we've given you kind of our season outline. Please uh, email us uh, at libservativepod at gmail even before you hear the first season, tell us how you feel about the pilot. Uh, some some topics that we, we're always looking for topic ideas. Um, so if there's something that you want to hear about or you think people would want to hear about, or even if you want to come on the show and talk to us, we are absolutely open to that. Just leave us a, leave us an email at libservativepod at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, thanks for joining us. This has been uh, Libservative. And uh, we will... I'm Corey. And I'm Dan. <laughs> yeah. And we will, uh, we'll see you for season one. Lock it in, Dan.